0: Good afternoon, and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, and today my guest is Jana Shogren. Jana is the Executive Director of Bridges of Hope. Jana, it's been a while. Welcome back to Community Focus. Hey, it's good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and for our listeners, let's start with just reminding them Uh, What you do at Bridges of Hope, because there is a long list, actually, isn't there? There
1: is. There is. But I guess it's just good for people to remember the overarching theme that if you are facing some sort of a challenge or crisis and you just don't know what to do or who to call – call Bridges of Hope. You know, whether it's um, family issues, you know, there's a lot of tough stuff going on right now, getting through COVID, kids going back to school. It might be supplies. It might be, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but it might be that you're behind on your rent due to COVID or any sort of situation that's just tough and you're feeling overwhelmed. Give us a call and we'll help you talk through it and figure out what to do.
0: Yeah. And really, that's how you started, I know, is uh, there are so many agencies helping people, but When that person is in that crisis, it's tough to know, where do I go? You're that uh, phone number to call. Because then you can steer them in the exact uh, right direction for whatever issue they might be facing.
1: Yes, you've got it exactly right. You've heard this from us enough times. That's exactly right. It's just overwhelming when you're facing some sort of a crisis. And we always say we want to be the first call for help. You don't have to use us first, but it is just wise to. We, We are in touch with other agencies almost on a daily basis. So we're up to date on what programs they have, what funding they have who qualifies, so we really can help you sort that out and cut down on the runaround and really save you time and stress by calling us first.
0: Excellent. All right. Now you alluded to uh, rent because yes. uh, there's a deadline coming up or has it expired already? I forget.
1: Right. So, you know, we were under an eviction moratorium during right. COVID. And right. so that has expired and they designed what's called an off ramp. And so what that is, is people have some timelines coming up now where where evictions can start to be filed. So um, we understand for some people, they may have come down with COVID. They may have lost their job due to COVID. They may have had to stay home while their kids were home for school sure. and the bills piled up for whatever reason. So we have a few ways to help. Um, there is um, something through the state called Rent Help MN. So you can by all means log on to that and look at that long checklist of forms you need and fill it out. You can give that a try on your own. What we are finding is that it is incredibly tedious. It's a little stressful. Um, It's a little confusing. So what we have done is design a a clinic, so to speak. So we are having in-person clinics. One of them is this Friday. You can still call Bridges of Hope to sign up. We'll have that clinic in person at 9 a.m. over at the Workforce Center where they have a bank of computers. And so then our staff are there with your checklist, and they've done this a few times so it's not as confusing for them anymore. So they'll sit down with you. They'll walk you through it and show you how to apply. The really important thing about applying is that's part of that off-ramp, so to speak. If you have applied for help, you still have a pause on being evicted. Okay. Now, we also want to talk about the other side of that. This is incredibly frustrating for landlords. We understand that this is their livelihood for many of them. And so we want landlords to know that we want to help take care of people, but we also know that they need help. And so there is a, a side of it that landlords also need to fill out. They need to go on and Register, so to speak. So, if that payment ends up coming through from the state, they can receive it. So, we are also wanting to work with landlords. Please call us if you need help on that side of things um, because we know we want to get you paid. You know, we want people to get caught up and we want landlords to get paid.
0: Yeah. And I would think for a lot of landlords, if they have uh, someone who's been a good uh, renter for a long time, but because of COVID fell behind, they probably want to keep that good, if you will, tenant. But uh, we gotta work through this together, right?
1: Exactly. And that's what we always tell people communicate with your landlord. It's scary when you're behind and you feel yeah. like you can't pay, but we say, yeah. communicate. You know, everyone's in a different situation. If they're hearing from you, they might be more likely to work with you. Otherwise, it would be terribly frustrating if you're just not getting paid and you're not your tenants not talking to you about what's going on. Right. So we have those clinics going on. We will also help people one on one. So you can always call us eight two five seven six eight two and We will walk you through the process. We'll get you a checklist. You know, we'll just meet you wherever you're at. Some people just need a few tips over the phone and then they've got it. Some people need to come to one of our clinics and some people need one on one help and we will do it whatever you need. And we're not doing this alone either. I want to say that this program is all thanks to Sourcewell. We got a really nice grant from Sourcewell to put this program together. It's us, it's LSS, it's rural Minnesota SEP, Crow Wing County, TCC. Too many partners to name, really, but um, aside from these clinics and the technical help that we're providing, we get on a call with all these other providers, a Zoom call every week, and we talk about who we're doing intakes with, because in some cases, maybe rent help isn't the solution, It might need something that goes a little faster or it might be that you don't exactly qualify for that. Uh So then we're getting on these calls and we're describing in general. You know, we have a release of information to say I'm working with the, the Smith family. There's X number of kids in the household. Here's the income. And then TCC can say, well, that sounds like it fits into our guidelines. Or LSS can say, we've got dollars for that. And so we've been able to do this nice warm handoff, so to speak, to get families to the proper agency without them having to call five or six agencies and figuring out for themselves
0: that is great yeah now uh, you mentioned that there's uh, one of these um, if you will sessions tomorrow morning you said at 9 o'clock
1: exactly yep
0: and there's more to come. Can we find a schedule of when they will be offered on your website? I would tell people to
1: keep an eye on our Facebook page, an eye on our website, and absolutely just call. Okay. We, we've done a few of these now with some success for sure, um, but we realize timing is important. So we want to hear from people. And as we hear from them, we will schedule more clinics or we'll schedule sessions with them.
0: Excellent. Again, that number 825-7682, is that what you said? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Very good. Um. I know you've been busy all summer long with Operation Sandwich as well. And I know there are some great people that are running this program, but it's all under your umbrella, if you will.
1: It is. We are thrilled. Operation Sandwich has been a part of Bridges of Hope now for probably almost a year and a half, basically during the pandemic. And so we are just so proud. Such a great program. And it just is such a good fit for us with our connection with local churches, with our connection to volunteers. You know, we just love that that we have this program now. So we've been able to do some really really great things over the last year or so. We've been able to expand up north, so to speak. Yes. Now, it's not to say we haven't always served that area. We serve Crow Wing County and surrounding communities. So for us, that's Pillager School District, Pine River, and Aiken School District. So we have a huge service area to cover. And we recognize that that was a long way for people to come all the way into Brainerd-Baxter to pick up lunches on a weekly basis. So we've established now five different sites. We go up north to to Niswa, Pequot, Pine River, Jenkins, and then there are still Brainerd-Baxter sites where people on a weekly basis can come pick up the fixings for lunch for their kids during the summer because it's really expensive. When you're a family that relies on free and reduced lunch during the school year and then summer hits, kids are hungry and it's not inexpensive to feed kids. I know I have two of them at home.
0: (laughs) I know. I still remember when my kids were there.
1: Yep, absolutely. So this is a no-cost program for people. They sign up. They sign in on a Google form. They don't even have to give us identifying information. We ask for the last four digits of their phone number just so we can track how much lunch to have ready, and that sort of thing. And so we're just so thankful. We have had so many volunteers this summer. It's it's basically we have two coordinators that get a little bit of a stipend to put this together, and everyone else is a volunteer who packs, who distributes. So we're just so grateful. They've made it so 282 families have been served from 12 communities this summer. And get this, we've served 26,730 lunches. Wow. Yeah. Last wow. uh, last year, during 2020 as a whole, we served about 20,000 lunches. So you can see how the need is there and how um, helpful I think it's been to to spread out our distribution sites to really get to the people who need it.
0: Yeah, just under 27,000. That's pretty impressive. Isn't that impressive. amazing? Yeah. I know, I know. Now, a uh, couple of questions. Uh, I know you're almost done. Well, we're almost done with summer. I so. know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, But will you be also active during school breaks uh, here in the Lakes area?
1: We will. We will. So one thing we've learned is, again, when there's this out-of-school time for long breaks such as MEA, Thanksgiving break, A holiday break in December. So that's another time that gets really stressful and expensive. So we do have plans to send home kind of like snack packs, we call them. So it's easy stuff that kids can put together if maybe parents are working. And it's healthy foods, too. I want to make sure people know that. I mean, we're absolutely sending home some of the simple stuff like mac and cheese and shelf stable foods. But we also are sending home fresh fruits and vegetables, milk, cereal, that kind of thing. To, to so that'll be happening again over school breaks. You're absolutely right. So we're thankful to be able to to do that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's such a wonderful program, and you have served so many families. Uh, one other question is uh, volunteers. Uh, Is that something that kind of ebbs and flows, or do you have a good core? I guess what I'm asking is, do you still need volunteers from time to time for Operation Sandwich?
1: We sure do. I think for the summer, we're pretty well taken care of because we're about to wrap it up. And thanks to our local churches, we just really have some loyal folks from a a few churches that show up and different youth groups and that sort of thing throughout the summer. But definitely, I would tell people, keep it in mind for next summer and let us know if you can help. Because there's packing the groceries up, the, the grocery bags, and then there's actually being there to distribute them, and then we will also need, around the holidays, we'll definitely need some some packing help. So if that's something you want to do as a service project, or you just find it in your heart to want to help out, we definitely will take the help around holidays.
0: Okay, and is there contact information, uh, uh, opportunities to volunteer on the website, and is that your website, or is there an Operation Sandwich website? Yep, so you can keep an eye on
1: Bridges of Hope's website. There's a page for Operation Sandwich, and then also, I know not everyone's on Facebook, but a lot of people are. That's where a lot of information goes out when uh, maybe granola bars are needed or volunteers are needed, that sort of thing. So keep an eye on that Operation Sandwich and Bridges of Hope Facebook page.
0: The other question that I was going to ask is where does the food come from? Are you purchasing that? Is it donated? Uh, Tell us about that aspect.
1: That's a great question. So it's a little bit of each. So we do get some food donations and we do ask people, you know, pay attention to the specifics that we need because we try to do healthy things. Sometimes we'll have people drop off some things and and it's so generous, but it's maybe really sugary or something like that. And We're trying to keep it a little healthier, Um, but we do. People donate money to the program. So this summer, for example, we had a fun drive at the beginning of the summer, we set out to raise $25,000 to help pay for the summer program. Yes. And we raised $28,000, oh, wow. which was awesome. And and we ended up needing it. And then some, we are still looking for grants. We can still accept donations to make up still some of the program costs. We write some grants and other things like that too. But as you can imagine, when we served 20,000 lunches last year, we've already served 26,000 this year. There's still some financial need there. So if that's another way, if maybe you think, oh, I don't have time to volunteer Because it doesn't work with my work schedule, we will absolutely take a financial donation to the program, too. And then we can take that money and we buy in bulk. You know, we buy from Second Harvest or, or other ways in bulk. So we can take that dollar and stretch it way further than you maybe could just head into the grocery store.
0: Right. So that's the best thing to do. And how about like even a grocery store gift card? Does that work or is it better just cash?
1: You know, either would work. The only thing is that when we buy in those bulk orders, um, you know, a a gift card could work, but I think just cash, I'll be perfectly honest, just cash toward the program is probably the most helpful thing.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, do I understand that you're coming up on uh, anniversary uh, for Bridges of Hope? We
1: are. So we have a big birthday or anniversary, whatever you want to call it next year. Bridges of Hope will turn 20. Wow. Yes, in April of 2022. So that means, you know, around this time, 20 years ago, the ideas were being generated. You know, people were talking at a local church saying, wouldn't it be great? if. And then that idea turned into community meetings and the momentum just kept going and then Bridges of Hope um, opened its doors in April of of 2002. So we're coming up on our 20th anniversary. We have some fun things planned so um, stay tuned for that. We do have some sponsorship opportunities available so seek us out if you're interested in in helping us celebrate and and we want to unveil some big plans next year so we're excited. We are doing a, a fundraising push for next year to announce some new exciting plans so stay tuned and help us celebrate
0: very good hey and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention common
1: goods absolutely yep yep so they'll come up on a big anniversary next year to the baxter store will be 10 years old
0: oh wow yep
1: yep um, so we are, are super excited we rely so much on our community of course and one of the ways people can help us is by shopping At Common Goods and by donating quality, gently used items that are ready for resale on our floor. You know, we have our our location in Baxter and we have our location in Cross Lake. So wherever you live in the Lakes area, hopefully you have a a Common Goods close to you. And and we are just so thankful And, and people are shopping this summer. It's really neat to see I mean we're having some record breaking numbers this good. summer of that uh, than we've ever had so people are out shopping and and I think thrift appeals to people you know doing it's good for the environment they they love knowing that they can shop and that it the funds stay local and they're helping local people
0: Yeah. And those funds go right back to your program to help with all that you do. And that's the most important thing, because as we talk about how do we fund some of our nonprofits, this is a great way to keep Bridges of Hope going by just, uh, like you say, donating and shopping at Common Goods.
1: Absolutely. It's a pretty simple way to support.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything else we should know about uh, Common Goods right now?
1: You know, or, I think, oh, Common Goods or Bridges. Or of hope, bridges, I guess yeah. You know, pay attention to the websites. We do get lots of donations some days. So every now and then I know it gets a little frustrating for people. They might end up showing up on a day when we are just physically full. So I say always call first or check the Facebook page. I know I sound like a broken record or the website, but sometimes we just are. It's not that we don't want to take your things, but we are just physically full sometimes and can barely keep up. So call ahead and then um, just bring those bring your items gently used, no garage sale stickers, you know, that kind of thing. Our staff just, we don't have the time and ability to, to remove all those. So yeah. I'd say just um, just keep in mind that we're, we're selling these items and helping to pay it forward to families in the Lakes
0: area. And I forgot to ask, is there volunteer opportunities at Common Goods?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we were more cautious when we were kind of in the th- – throws of covid and distancing and that sort of thing but we are back open for business have been for months and and when people can volunteer there we do have a paid staff and we're proud of that you know we're part of the economy here we're we're you know supplying good quality jobs at common goods yes. but also for some people who maybe they don't need that employment or that part-time or full-time employment, but they just want to give back, we have people that go and they're kind of like our Tuesday morning crew or our Wednesday afternoon crew. They come every week with a couple of friends and, you know, they're just those steady volunteers. So we have that opportunity. And then there's also the group that maybe wants to get together as a service group or a church group or a work group and come and do a project afternoon with us. And we can accommodate that too. But absolutely, volunteers help The dollars go further.
0: All right. We've covered a lot of territory here, but again, a good resource, go to the Bridges of Hope Facebook page or the website to see more on these items. Absolutely. Very good. Jana, thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Jana Shogren is the Executive Director of Bridges of Hope. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs are available anytime. You can go to our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can also find them on our free mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.